DJ PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We're brought to you in part by Premier Wave. You've heard about acoustic wave therapy for ED and how it's an effective treatment to help nearly all men. There's now a physician-owned clinic here in Salt Lake. Learn how Premier Wave is unique by visiting premierwave.com for more information and to learn about Premier Wave's special offer. Time to welcome in Craig Bowlerjack, TV voice of the Utah Jazz Bowler. Good morning. Hey, David James. DK. Hello. Bowler, you once dropped a legendary quote that I think is hilarious, and I hesitate to bring it up because I, I brought it before and you seem slightly embarrassed by it. But okay, I think it's so it? fitting, I'm just going to risk it, Bowler. And if Let's you freeze it. me out and don't take my calls for the next year, I'll just deal with it. Okay. All You were doing the NCAA tournament up in Boise, and right. Gordon Monson followed you, and he wrote a profile on you and what it's like, right? And you ended up with four games in a row that all went down to the buzzer. Yeah, and at some point in the third or fourth game, you turned around and told him your underwear was soaking wet. Now, <laughs> A, hilarious, B, too much information, C, four straight games in a hot, sweaty gym, I totally believe it. Uh, D, I wondered if that happened to you during Game 5 of the Jazz because <laughs> you were out of your mind. Donovan Mitchell was blowing your mind. He was blowing Matt Harpering's mind. He was blowing Alema Harrington's mind. Right on down the line, blowing Thurl's mind. I mean, it was just nonstop. He oh. blew everybody's mind, right, last night in the building. Uh, and to get to your point, yeah, I was sweating pretty good in Boise, and I was uh, sweating a bit last night. It was a little hot outside, by the way, and it kind of transferred into the building. But that's one of the most incredible performances I, I have witnessed. Uh, and shots that were Steph Curry-like uh, with crowds and hands and face and short shot clocks, uh, Donovan Mitchell showed us why he's reached another level, in my opinion. And playoffs – Everyone will tell you, every analyst I've run across, say when you hit the postseason, that's when you step to the next level, and Donovan has reached that. Uh, I guess that would equate into from star status or all-star status to a superstar status. Um, I saw some incredible things last night, and you know, there's a lot of arguments whether or not the Jazz dominated the, the Memphis Grizzlies. Look, they're a good young team with a lot of a lot of work to do, but some pieces they need off the bench uh, because the Jazz bench dominated really throughout the series. But uh, they've got a couple of uh, players that, that are the real deal as well. But look, the Jazz dominated Memphis most of the series, obviously, except for game one. There were some leads, massive leads that were lost. Look, you know, last night you built a 35-point lead and you went by 16. So it kind of takes away that argument a bit. But, yeah, they dominated most of the series. And uh, last night, the first half, I mean, I'm looking at my scorecard, and I, I really almost ran out of ink in the first half with Donovan. But, you know, you score 75 or 47 in the first quarter. That, to me, equates to domination. And they, they did dominate Memphis. So was your mind blown? <laughs> Yeah, I think at times I just was going, you know, Matt and I looked at each other across our little plexiglass barrier like, gosh, you know, you, you give kind of verbal cues. You guys do that, right? Like, I'm looking over like, really? really? Well, yeah, he flips me off, though. That's like <laughs> nonstop. Nonstop flip? Okay. <laughs> I've given <laughs> him the bird twice during this interview already. 
<laughs> she blew my nose and then she blew my mind. Yeah, there you go. I don't know if Donovan <laughs> blew his nose, but he blew my mind. Uh, yeah, no, maybe he did. He had allergy issues, right? Didn't he? Yeah. Say in the post game. That's yeah, what he said. Been, yeah, had a lot of allergy problems, man. But said no, he was up on the hour when, every hour. <laughs> right. Maybe sometimes when you're uh, not feeling your best, you play some of your best basketball. But uh, Donovan did it all. Um, I think what's also impressive is in this series, he also rebounded and had you know assists. I mean, he got his teammates involved. Look, thirty and ten along with six rebounds and 30 minutes of play. I mean, I don't know what else you can do. But that, that tells me a lot about who he is and how he's worked through this year. Uh, I said last night on the broadcast, this team has gone through more trial and turbu- you know, turbulation uh, than any team I can think of, uh, you know, recently. You know, starting in Oklahoma City and then the alleged Rudy Donovan flare-up, the bubble, you lose the 3-1 lead. Uh, you know, Jerry Sloan passes, Dougie Burrell passes away, their longtime masseuse. Uh, we lose Mark Eaton uh, this past week. You know, the tr- plane trip to Memphis and the flock of birds. I mean, this this has been mentally challenging. Uh, and if there's a team that's prepared for a long run, I keep thinking it's the Utah Jazz. And they've grown together and they've, you know, witnessed and been through all this together and they made a very strong decision that Donovan stated strongly last year in the bubble never again and you know his prediction held true right his statement held yeah. true they're on to round two and we'll see who they who they play whether it's Dallas or the, or the LA Clippers well I believe that Mitchell is going to fail miserably in the second round and he doesn't have enough talent to do what he did and this was just a fluke and he's really not that good so could you please deliver that message to him oh sure i uh, i i wonder i wonder how that's setting now with a few of the critics um look hey donovan if he uses his motivation so be it i mean criticism is Um, clearly he used the dylan brooks thing as in as something to get him fired up what was he doing? Wasn't he holding up fingers? You know, that's three, that's yeah, four. Yeah, the other game, know, the yeah. Fouls. Yeah, Brooks had struggles. Look, he's uh, Brooks can score and do his own thing, too. But Donovan has a way of um, maybe getting into a few of these guys' heads. He's learned that maybe from Joe Ingles, who uh, is up next. Tell Joe to keep shooting the ball, will you? Just let him just keep shooting the ball. He'll be fine. Greg Boulderjack joining us here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. The Jazz knocking out the Grizzlies. So, Quinn always likes to have something, and I think all coaches do, really. You know, hey, you did this well, you did this well. Here's something we really got to work on. I don't know that he has that right now. Now, maybe he can go, once he knows who the opponent is, he can go back and look at the regular season games and say, well, we didn't do this well against him. And obviously, they're going to emphasize this because they know that. They got the film, too. But what's he got to hang his hat on right now? It went so well. Well, I think he still wants some more offensive rebounds, even though that did improve in the last couple of games. And I'm still thinking that the Jazz turned the ball over too much and teams take advantage and score off the turnovers. I mean, I'm just looking last night, 18 points off 15 turnovers. You know, teams like Memphis who run uh, and they can break and run run away from you, 
you don't want to you don't want to allow, allow that whether it's Luka Doncic or Paul George or Kawhi Leonard, whoever it may be in round two. But I still think you've got to take care, the, as he calls them, the lazy pass. If you're going to pass, be precise and throw it with intention, with authority. Uh, like the one that Royce threw, or excuse me, Donovan threw to Royce on a string last night. Look, that ball could have been picked off. It whizzed through traffic, but Donovan made the decision to deliver the pass, and it was it was a beautiful play. But a lot of times, uh, we see the Jazz get a little lax, and I think you still have to keep the, the I mean, the ball on a string. If you're going to make the pass, make sure you want to get it there, not lazily lay it out there. And teams understand. All teams, Jazz understand passing lanes, right? So you have to just make smart decisions, and then if you do turn it over, try to pedal back as fast as you can on defense. But when the Jazz struggle, it's usually turnovers, and teams are able to score off those giveaways. So that's the one thing maybe he can hang his hat on. I'm just thinking out loud and and grab more offensive rebounds, second-chance point opportunities for the Jazz. That's where I'd go. Do you have a preference you think either team, as far as who would be at advantage, disadvantage in the second round as an opponent? PK, I'd say let's kick this one around a little bit because I'm not sure. What do you guys see? I, I don't know if the chemistry is right in L.A. I, I just didn't think it last summer when Paul George said we really didn't come in here to try to win a championship and my mouth kind of hit the ground a bit because that's why they brought him in, right, to yeah. team up with Kawhi to make that happen. I'm not sure. I'm just not. I don't don't know if the chemistry's right uh, with the Clippers. Dallas is a but but again talented. You know when they're on, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are a dynamic duo, and they can score in bunches like they did last night. A late what nine zero run to to force a you know to to force some doubt and who was going to win that game. Um, I tell you, Luca. I, I've never believed that one guy can beat you in a seven-game series, but the guy is uber-talented and can do it all, rebound, assists, and points, and then you got Porzingis if he stays healthy. So, you know, look, the Jazz are going to have to go through potentially one of those two teams, obviously, and then the Western Conference Final. Um, you know, who who could that be? Phoenix, but, you know, if, Paul, if uh, Chris Paul gets healthy with the shoulder, uh, man, it's still a long road, right, to the top. Um, I'm thinking Dallas in my head, only because uh, Kawhi Leonard has championship experience. And uh, I think Dallas is still growing like the Jazz. So I could see Dallas beating the Clippers and making round two the Mavs and the Jazz. Kind of rhymes. <laughs> right? Okay. PK's uh, preference all along has been central time zone teams because it avoids 8.30 starts. (laughs) And he doesn't want to stay up till 11.30 watching postgame when he's got to do morning radio. What's this stuff, man? Why am I up to 11.30 watching a ball game, right? I've got to be at the office by 6. Yeah, I can handle 10.30, but 11.30. (laughs) That extra hour, PK, is important to you. I know it. No question, yeah. Yeah. We've all been there. The Clippers. I mean, you got, are you guys picking Dallas? I think you're. I think Clippers? you're. I think you're spot on. There's three things to look at. One is, I think the Clippers have the more talented roster. I think the Clippers have the better playoff experience. I think that's not debatable. But the Clippers, there is something wrong. There's some chemistry issue. There's something going on there that if a team really puts them under pressure, you can get them to crack. The Nuggets did it last year. The Mavs might be doing it right in front of our eyes. 
Yeah. It was. Yeah. It's just so weird to watch. There's something off. The Clippers shouldn't have been the four seed. I realize they played their way into the four seed, but they they shouldn't have been the three seed that chose to play their way into the four seed. You know. So there's there's that. I I think you're right about Dallas. I think you want the team with less talent. I think the Jazz should be favored over either team. I think they also can lose to either team. There's no there's no slam dunk easy way out here. You know, either one of these teams could beat them, but I don't think that the Jazz have any reason to really, you know, I don't know, scared. I don't know how you get scared in a basketball playoff. That doesn't seem the right word. But you know what I mean? There shouldn't be any intimidation or scare factor there. They've gone into series where there just didn't appear to be a path to victory, right? When they played the Warriors, uh, when they played the Rockets in the second round, they just didn't look like there was a chance they were going to win that. I I think they're— I think they can be favored. Well, I think they would be favored over Dallas and could be over the Clips. And even if they're not, that's, I think, because people just underestimate. Yeah. Just when you think the Clippers have it together and get on a roll, it goes wrong. And it did in the regular season and it has in the playoffs. It's really confounding, I think, is the word we're looking for. Well, you're saying, you know, favorites. I think the Jazz would be a heavier favorite against Dallas and maybe Clippers would come in just because of uh, the Kawhi factor and Paul George maybe – you know, a one-point type of spread favorite if you're looking at the Vegas odds. One thing we haven't talked about is the health of Mike Conley. I mean, upset that he, you know, walked off the floor last night. Indication was he felt like it wasn't as bad as his last <clears throat> um, hamstring issue. And that's just, that's, that's to me is disappointing during this run. Look, the Jazz are deep, and that's the, that's, that's the key word to all this. Um, and I'm sure Joe can speak to it later on the Joe Ingles show um, after his fourth cup of cut, Joe. But, you know, Mike's going to look the MRI, have an MRI today. He'll be evaluated. I thought he was more upbeat and positive. He knows his body, and he could just probably feel it tightening, so that's why he walked off and went to the locker room. But look, look how – PK, look at the series he had against Memphis. I mean, look at the gut punches and the kidney you know, punches he took from Dylan Brooks and the headbutts and kept his cool – an average, you know, twenty and ten. I mean, he's a big, he's a big piece of the puzzle right now. Yeah, Donovan can carry the load for a while, but if by chance the series with Dallas and the Clippers extends to seven, it only benefits the Jazz and Mike Conley, right? With yeah, yeah, yeah. Rest. That's why I think it's important that the uh, the Clippers win, no matter who they play, because I think that from the Conley perspective, he is your ultimate security blanket. Yeah, get the ball to Mike. And good stuff is going to happen, uh, and it may not go. The bucket may not go in, but it's going to be a good shot. Or I guess a shot, not the bucket, but the shot is going to be a good shot. It's going to be a good play. I mean, I don't recall watching him all the time in Memphis, obviously, but clearly right now he's playing the best as he has with the Jazz, and he is a major, major factor. And it would be a blow not to have him. So yeah. whatever it takes to get him healthy. That's what you do. So rather than, well, I'm worried about, do I would I prefer to play Dallas? Would I prefer to play the Clippers? I want it to see go seven, and then whatever happens, happens. Because if I have a healthy Conley, to me, that's the most important aspect going into round two. Yeah, totally agree. The way he's been able to score, shoot the three, and share the ball, and blend with Donovan's return after the, the game one, that Donovan was a late scratch. Uh, they didn't really miss much of a beat. They averaged, if I'm not mistaken, about 
gosh, nearly what, 50, 49 points in the series uh, in the backcourt. John Dylan Brooks were dynamic. They were like 55 or something. So it was really kind of an interesting battle with the two backcourts in that series. But you're right, PK. Uh, you've got to have Mike somewhere in that series return in round two. And the longer the, the Clippers and Dallas battle, the more tired they become and the more rested and healed uh, Mike Conley becomes. I hope it's Hope the MRI shows nothing and it just goes through treatment and it's a little bit of time to get him back on the floor. Bowler, as always, we appreciate it. You're the man. You know what's weird? What? We refer to Mitchell as a late scratch in game one, and that's a horse racing term. Mm -hmm. And he played at Louisville. (laughs) <laughs> which is where Churchill Downs is. It, the parallels are so freaky. I like the ultimate security blanket with Conley. That was better. And I get why you like the horse. But and the whole Mitchell's a thoroughbred, too. Yeah, Watch him play. Here. I like the ultimate security blanket better. And he's a triple crown winner. All right, now. Easy does it. <laughs> and... He's not taking drugs. I was going to say he's not Bob Baffert. Hey, right. oh. Bob Baffert, oh. Craig, of course, you know Bob Baffert went to school, college at the University of Arizona, which they teach. They literally have a major at the University <laughs> of Arizona in how to cheat. Is that a three-hour or six-hour credit course? Well, you only put in three hours, but you get credit for six because you're literally cheating while <laughs> well you're taking done. the class. Well done. Typical well University of Arizona grad is a cheater. Wow. Who would have thought? From a Sun Devil. Yeah. School. Yeah. Obvious. Crazy. Yeah. Hey, well, all I can say is giddy up. <laughs> That's nice. Nice. Well done. Way to leave on a high note, Costanza. Good work. Yeah. Giddy up. All right, Bowler, uh, I know you got to go, but you have to listen to the next segment because I have a Danny Ainge quote for everybody who's heard about Ainge retiring, but they've also heard the rumors about Ainge with the Jazz. Why would you retire if if you're going to take a job two weeks later? What's going on here? Ainge did a radio interview. He has a quote. I think it's telling. We're sharing it next. Be here. I, I will tune in and then listen to Joe. Joe, yes. Ainge quote next segment. Joe, the segment after that. Joe will be here in 15 minutes. All right. I'm at my desk, and I'm dialing in right now on uh, the uh, my computer app. There it is. Nice. Use yeah. our app. You can hit us up online on your, your old school desktop at 1280thezone.com. <laughs> uh, you can grab the app, and you can use the open mic feature and send us a take based on what you hear. I'll DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.